Welcome to the The Generation Podcast, an audio resource dedicated to a generation of young people who are committed to total surrender to God and total dependence on His power to reach the world with the gospel of Christ. This podcast is designed to strengthen and encourage through a series of Bible-based practical talks. Welcome to the The Generation Podcast. This is Jim Van Geldren, and I am podcasting from Arkansas. Actually, I'm not too far from where the very first Walmart was. I think it was called Walton's 5 and 10. In fact, my wife and I may go tomorrow and just visit it, get a little visit back in history. It'll certainly remind me of my childhood when there were a lot of what they called 5 and 10 stores. I know most of you that are Gen Zers and Millennials listening to me, that's a bygone era for you. But one day, you'll get a little older like I am, and you'll have a few moments of nostalgia. And I will tell you, sometimes that nostalgia is really a blessing because you remember uh, people that were an encouragement to you and a help to you and touched your life in a positive way. And all of us, in a certain sense, are benefited by multiple people who've gone before us who... Uh, in our early years, touched our lives. Some of you obviously are in your, your early years and are being touched by godly people. And of course, that's what life's all about, is letting the Lord use you to touch others. The Bible does tell us in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, what know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and you're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. It really was a masterful plan if you think about it. Jesus could have stayed on planet Earth, but if he had, there'd only be one Jesus. And uh, in order for us to be able to spend some time with Jesus, we'd have had to get in an airplane. We'd have to probably fly to Jerusalem and get in line. And I imagine that'd be a pretty long line. But you know, the Lord didn't do that. He, He left, ascended up to heaven, and then sent forth his spirit into the heart of every believer So not only can we have fellowship with Jesus as a believer, and that's why it's so important to have time with God, where you meet with God and you have time where you know that uh, Jesus loves you and that you have got a purpose in your life and uh, everybody needs to spend time with the Lord on a regular basis. But not only this, that uh, wonderful truth, the Lord Jesus lives through us and he can touch others through our life. I think in one of the previous recent podcasts, I talked about that, and I am so touched about those that allow the Lord Jesus to touch my life through their life. Of course, my parents were such. I think I mentioned them, my grandmother. But I want to mention another man, John R. Rice, and one of the reasons I'm bringing him up is a new biography has just been written and has come out. The author is John R. Himes. Now, John R. Himes was a missionary for several decades in Japan. He is now a professor at Baptist College of Ministry, uh, which is out of Falls Baptist Church in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. And uh, Brother Himes uh, is a grandson of John R. Rice and, of course, had much interaction with him. And he has written another biography. I say another because there's been several written that are now uh, quite a bit older biographies. But he's written a biography, and I'm so glad he did because it's a fresh perspective from a grandson who loved him and who was impacted by him. And so as I was thinking about promoting the book, and by the way, if you're interested in the book, there is a link on the description of this podcast that you can click and give you information how to buy that book. And I hope many of you will and be stirred by the life of a man who has been in heaven now for several decades. 
but whose life continues to impact us uh, through the lives of he, uh, others he impacted, I being one of them. I uh, wouldn't probably be here if it wasn't for John R. Rice because he was his uh, ministry, the Sword of the Lord, was instrumental in getting my mom and dad together. And my mom graduated uh, from college and went to work for the Sword of the Lord, which at that time was based in Wheaton, Illinois. And my mother had become very good friends with several of John R. Rice's daughters. All he had was daughters. He had six daughters. And she became very good friends, and they were a great influence. And she spent some time in the Rice home, so she got to know Dr. Rice and his wife and daughters. And, of course, was touched by their lives. And more than that, she was touched by uh, Dr. Rice's preaching. He was bold and fearless and preaching against sin and the world and my mom couldn't talk about Dr. Rice without tears in her eyes. She was so impacted by him and his love for Jesus and love for souls and hatred of sin. But um, she went to work for the Sword of the Lord, and there was a man there who uh, worked on the Sword of the Lord, and he was a preacher, and uh, Scotchy McCall was his name. He played Cupid, make a long story short, got my mom and dad together. My dad was a single pastor in Miami, Florida, so that took some work. Uh, that was Wheaton, Illinois, where my mom worked. And the Lord brought them together. In fact, my mother was orphaned. Her mom died at nine and her dad died at 14. And so my dad had to ask her hand for marriage from Dr. Rice since he was kind of the one, uh, the boss and, and uh, the one that uh, was a father figure to her. And, and my dad recalled that when he went in to ask my, uh, my mom's hand and ask if he could marry her, Dr. Rice looked at him and said, young man, are you a soul winner? That was certainly the heart of John R. Rice. And uh, John R. Rice, of course, had a great impact on my parents. My dad's first ministry, uh, the church was growing uh, just remarkably and running maybe about 400. And folks, many of them new converts down in Miami, Florida. The church was uh, a small church. My dad took it about 50 and it had grown to 400. And Dr. Rice came for, I think, a three-week meeting, something like that. And my dad said pretty much the church doubled. He said, I was baptizing people for weeks. It was one of those things where God just came down and uh, there was a wonderful move of God. And I remember my earliest memories of John R. Rice as being in his office. My mom and dad, of course, knew him well, stopped by Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That's where the sword of the Lord moved, where it presently is located. Dr. Rice, of course, been gone for decades. But I remember as a little boy coming into the office there and my parents course, spending some time fellowshipping with Dr. Rice. And I remember one particular time, I probably was 10, I, I couldn't tell you exactly, but Dr. Rice put one hand on my shoulder, one hand on my brother's shoulder. And and he said, um, uh, he started, uh, my dad said, uh, Dr. Rice, would you close us in prayer? And Dr. Rice began to pray. And he prayed that both of us would be called to preach and that we would be evangelists and preach in pulpits across America. And uh, I've thought of that many times as my brother is also an evangelist. I'm course, work here with Minutemen Ministries and youth evangelism largely, as well as some local church revival meetings. And uh, I know there are other factors in that prayer being answered, but that is certainly a fond memory. Then I remember as a junior higher, Dr. Rice coming to our church, and I remember him preaching a revival meeting and stalking those aisles with a pleading face, pointing at people and saying, do you know Jesus? Are you saved? Are you right with God? And um, he was an older man at the time, but there was the sense of the presence of God as he pled with people to get right with God and people to get saved. 
I'm thankful for people like that that certainly have touched my life and encouraged me. I'm looking forward myself to reading that biography. I've read parts of it, but looking forward to reading the whole. And I'm sure his life will encourage many of us who um, have a heart for God. Friends, I believe there's many of you listening. God wants to use you. In fact, he has a plan to use you in a remarkable way. Uh, In fact, the Bible says he wants to do far above more than we can ask or think. And I would encourage you young people, think big. Think as big as you can of how God can use your life, your burdens, your things that really stir you. Think about those things, what God might have you to do. And I'm telling you, friends, let's, by the grace of God, let's be stirred, realizing the Holy Spirit lives in us and we can commune with him and he can live through us, simple truth, and touch other lives. And I trust just our short time together will encourage you. God has a plan for your life. The Holy Spirit lives in you if you're born again. And you can meet with him tonight. You can meet with him today. You can be a channel of his presence to touch another life. And that's what really it's all about here. And I trust you'll be encouraged to remember that you can totally surrender to a God who lives in you and loves you and totally depend on his grace to do his will. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the The Generation Podcast. If you have an issue you need help with, we have a resource that can help you. The Battle Plan for Victory is an online resource designed to help young people deal with personal sin issues through the Word of God and ultimately to find victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. To view the Battle Plan, please visit thegeneration.org slash victory.